Well, it's stressful. This Christmas business, isn't it? I mean, as if we haven't got enough stress going on already. COVID-19 and its latest variant. Here we are sitting with masked faces. Maybe if you're of a sporting bent, the Formula One championship coming to its culmination this afternoon. Boy, that was stressful. There's shopping for gifts. There's, there's cooking for 500 people. Who does that? 50 kilogram bags of rice, if he was telling me. And we've got limited income and there's inflation around the corner. And as if that's not enough, this, I, I discovered this today. There, there's a kind of a risk assessment that's been placed on all our traditional time-honored Christmas songs. So that jingle bells. Yeah, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh, o'er the fields we go, laughing all the way. No, no, there's, a, there's now a risk assessment for this song. It must be submitted before an open sleigh is considered safe for members of the public to travel on. The risk assessment must also consider whether it's appropriate to use only one horse for such a venture, particularly if passengers are of larger proportions. Please note, permission must be gained from landowners before entering their fields. And to avoid offending those not participating in celebrations, we would request that laughter is moderate only and not loud enough to be considered a noise nuisance. Well, that, yeah, okay, that's a song. What about our Christmas carols? No, no, Christmas carols. We've just sung one. Did, did, we, did we take into consideration? While shepherds watched. While shepherds watched their flocks by night, all seated on the ground, the angel of the Lord came down and glory shone around. Wonderful. Well, apparently not. The union of shepherds has complained that it breaches health and safety regulations to insist that shepherds watch their flocks without appropriate seating arrangements being provided. Therefore, benches, stools, and orthopedic chairs should be made available. Shepherds have also requested that due to inclement weather conditions at this time of year, they should watch their flocks via CCTV cameras from centrally heated shepherd observation huts. And a note to angels. The angel of the Lord is reminded that before shining his glory all around, he must ascertain that all shepherds have been issued with glasses capable of filtering out the harmful effects of UVA, UVB, and the overwhelming impact of glory. <laughs> Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. That's just one line here. That's definitely one for social services. Well, if it's stressful enough uh, for us this year, think about the characters in the traditional time-honored Christmas story of, of Mary and Joseph and the shepherds when the angel appears. That was stressful. This angelic being from another world appears and, and causes such stress and anxiety amongst the recipients of the visit that the angel has to say, very first thing, don't stress, fear not, for mighty dread, we sang, had seized their troubled minds, fear not. And here's the issue, this first Christmas, as the God of all creation seeks to communicate with the men and women, the boys and girls that he has made, who he loves, he wants to communicate with, how, how is God to visit us in such a way that he won't overwhelm us with stress and anxiety. I had an insight of this. When, when our children were younger, we used to have, um, we used to keep guinea pigs. 
And after the novelty had worn off fairly quickly, it was down to, to, to mum and dad to make sure the guinea pigs were okay. We were the ones changing the water, make sure they have food, bedding, and so on. And every time I'd go towards the little hutch where the, we kept the guinea pigs, I, I went, I promise you, I went with the best of intentions. I wanted their well-being and their welfare to be positive. I, I, I had food, I had fresh water, I had fresh bedding. And yet every time that I, some kind of gigantic being from another world outside of guinea pig worldview, I freaked them out. They were terrified. They used to scuffle to the back of the hutch and sort of, I'd, I'd just sort of reach in to, to, to sort of pick them up. And, and as I held them, they were shaking. And this was midsummer. They weren't cold, they were terrified. I found myself thinking, how, how can I, your, your benevolent owner, how can I approach you in such a way that you won't freak out? I remember kind of watching them as I, as I withdrew one time, uh, and I kept my eye on them. And as I sort of withdrew enough of a distance, that they'd sort of they'd venture out from the corner where they'd been quaking. And they kind of, with their little sort of stouts, they'd sort of inspect one another. Yeah, you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. You sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's my fur look? Yeah, you're okay, it's fine, good. And they kind of, they kind of calm one another, they'd assure one another. And that's when it dawned on me. The most effective way for me as a human being to, to come before a guinea pig in such a way that I won't freak the guinea pig out is if I become a guinea pig. Now, unfortunately, being a created being, talented maybe, not so good on the admin of readers, but apart from that, I, I'm not able to reconfigure myself into the form of a guinea pig. But presumably, the God of all creation, who made heaven and earth, could reconfigure himself to appear amongst us as a human being. The wonder of Christmas is this that God loves each and every one of us so much that he wants to be with us. He wants us to live with him in such a way that we won't be freaked out, stressed to the eyeballs, terrified. He wants to come to us and not have his first sentence have to be, fear not. That's why we sang just now, veiled in flesh. The Godhead, see, hail the incarnate deity. Incarnate or, or incarnation, it just means an expression of oneself in the form of another. God has come to us in human form. That's why we celebrate at Christmas. But here's the question, my second, final question, a, a thing I think through. Why, if God's coming to us as a human being, why, why take the risk of coming as a baby? Why take the risk of being born back then when our medical science hygiene was nothing as it is today? The risk of going through gestation, labor, birth. Why did God do that? So weak, so tiny, so vulnerable, and in, in many respects so insignificant. I was really struck by contrast. A couple of years ago when President Donald Trump made a visit to this country and the Daily Mail, uh, among others, picked up this, uh, this detail around his visit. 
The President of the United States, records the paper, doesn't travel lightly. When Donald Trump arrived in London this week, he was accompanied by four military transport planes packed with equipment, including two huge CH-53 helicopters, two troop-carrying Chinooks, six armor-plated vehicles, and a complete surgical unit manned by a team of doctors. The President himself arrived with his entourage on two Boeing 747s, and the party included 330 government officials, eight marine guards, two doctors, two nurses, five chefs, and five aides to the First Lady. There were also six military aides. While in Britain, the President was protected by 250 armed US Secret Service agents, 15 sniffer dog teams, and 5,000 British police officers. Large stocks of the president's blood type were available for transfusions, and four hospitals were on standby throughout his stay. Of this one presidential aide was asked where the entourage would be landing, to which he replied, Heathrow, if it's big enough. <laughs> Surely that's the way to arrive, isn't it? If you want to uh, impress people, if you want to, to demonstrate just how powerful you are. Come in style. And yet God chooses to enter into our existence as a tiny, vulnerable child. And here's the thing. If you think about it, God can't make himself any bigger or more powerful than he already is to impress us. And so he chooses to make himself small and vulnerable in order to attract us, to draw us to himself. We sing at Christmas, how silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. Without any of us knowing, God appears amongst us in the form of a tiny child. And as you and I know, he, he didn't stay as a child. I know at Christmas we love to go to the crib and see the baby Jesus, but the baby Jesus grew up. Although here's the thing, again, God is constantly wrong-footing us. Because when Jesus grew up, he didn't become like a president. He didn't travel around in style. I love this uh, little essay written uh, about the unique person of Jesus Christ. It's entitled One Solitary Life. Listen to the facts around this extraordinary birth and life here on earth. He was born in an obscure village, the child of a peasant woman. He worked in a carpenter's shop until he was 30, and then for three years he was an itinerant teacher. He never wrote a book. He didn't go to college. He never held an office or owned a home. He never traveled more than 200 miles from the place where he was born. He never did any of the things that one usually associates with greatness. He had no credentials but himself. And while he was still a young man, the tide of popular opinion turned against him. His friends ran away from him. He was turned over to his enemies. He went through a mockery of a trial. He was nailed to a criminal's cross between two thieves. His executioners gambled for the only piece of property he had on earth, his clothing. He was buried in a borrowed grave. 
And yet, the writer of this piece concludes. 20 centuries have come and gone, and today he is the centerpiece of human history. All the armies that ever marched, all the navies that ever sailed, all the parliaments that ever sat, and all the kings and queens that ever reigned put together have not affected the life of human beings on this earth as powerfully as this one solitary life. Ladies and gentlemen, this evening, I simply want to invite you to consider that God can come to us and overcome our stress and anxiety, our fear of encountering him. We can embrace the thought that God is with us and amongst us even today because he comes so spectacularly in such a tiny and insignificant way. We found here at St. Danis that we encountered time and again men and women who come to know God personally and it all begins with a tiny, a little, an almost insignificant thought. It's a, I wonder, dot, dot, dot. It's maybe just a question. Could it be true? Did Jesus really exist? Can I really trust what he says? Does he really show me what God is like? Is it possible for me to know peace and joy and to be free from anxiety and stress? Is there meaning and purpose to my life? At Christmas, we rightly focus on when God came to us. But all throughout the year, there are billions of Christians around the world we heard from two different cultures and nations and many others beside, different time zones, different languages, all of whom are convinced that God meets with us, his children, even today. That's why we run things like the Alpha Course. It's a, it's a kind of practical introduction to the Christian faith. It's an opportunity to ask questions, to explore. Is this stuff really true? Does it stand up? Can I really believe in this person, Jesus? We'd love to invite you to consider as we sing, O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We, along with many around the world, believe that is possible. And we'd love to invite you into that adventure and that journey to be like uh, Amy and Ify uh, and many others celebrating Jesus in your own way throughout the year, not just at Christmas. There's a final thing, if I may. Uh, if, if there's anything that's, uh, of this service, maybe the readings, the, 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 the interviews back then, anything that I may have said, just perhaps a line in a carol that we've sung uh, that struck you, and you'd love to begin to explore more over this Christmas season. I'd love to give you this little gift, compliment of us. It's a, a little booklet entitled Why Christmas, written by the same guy who, who kind of did the Alpha course, which is this uh, inquirer's course looking into the claims of the Christian faith. Uh, it's a brilliant explanation, far better than I could do, of the significance of Jesus Christ, God with us this Christmas time. I'd love to give you this. I'll be sort of at the door at the back. Uh, 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 at the side here um, at the end of the service and so do just come and, and grab one of these I've got plenty of copies and I'd love to meet you and wish you a happy Christmas but e even that if you are not able to stay for our mince pies mild wine and just uh, to, to hang around may I say thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful Christmas